0: Hello and welcome to episode 185 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and God podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight it's time for that February crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Tonight's show notes were written while enjoying a Lagunitas IPA coming in at a hefty 6.2 APV. But since I'm recording this on Sunday morning and I'm not that much of a monster, I am partaking in a cool, crisp diet coke, 0.0% APV. Let's open with a couple international travel stories as crazy travel isn't always regulated to domestic travel. With all the years of traveling on planes, one thing that has never struck a chord with me was actually wanting to fly or pilot a plane. I just have no desire. I, I lack that sort of detail. I like to fiddle with things and all the instruments in a cockpit would be a field day for me and probably also a certain death for myself and any passengers. This comes from Boing Boing Dateline, Lancashire, England. During a particularly windy day, the pilot of a four person prop plane That's a mistake. Requested that a flying instructor join him in the air just to be on the safe side. That's the attention to detail that I lack. I would have taken off without asking anybody for any assistance. Shortly after takeoff, the instructor's head tilted back. He closed his eyes, and the pilot thought the instructor was just, quote, unquote, pretending to take a nap during the short flight. Uh, The prankster flight instructor. Well, the flight instructor wasn't just pretending to take a nap. He was taking a dirt nap. He was dead due to cardiac arrest, thoughts to the flight instructor's family, but you have to feel for the actual pilot because unless he walks on the moon or something like that, he will always be remembered for this one incident. And I wonder if he's required to let everyone else in the cockpit know, yes, I'm that guy. Next up, some parenting news. I'm a parent and when I first became a parent, I never received an official parenting manual. And like most everybody else, I had to figure stuff out. 30 plus years later, all the kids are still alive. This next story isn't actually a parenting hack. It's closer to the 1990 film Home Alone. From CNN, Dateline Brussels. A couple flying to Brussels from Tel Aviv checked into their flight, but realized that their infant did not have a ticket. Two tickets, three humans, do a little bit of math this couple had neglected to pay the 25 euro fee for lap babies flying without a paid seat. Adding to the predicament, the couple was running late, so what did they do? Glad you asked. The couple just left the baby in its car seat at the airport's check-in desk and then sprinted off making sure to catch their flight. And situations like this make me truly wonder how did both of them decide that this was an appropriate thing to do? Usually at least one parent If they have a stupid idea, the other parent keeps them in check. Not in this case. But what's even crazier is, get this, once airport security tracked the couple down, they were reconnected or reunited with their child, and there was no further investigation. That was it. Well, possibly they abandoned the baby so they could go to the duty-free shop. Time for our first thank you. Florida story, man arrested after making a bomb threat at Orlando International Airport. The reason? He was frustrated over airline baggage prices. Danny Curry and his wife were set to board a Spirit Airlines flight. Spirit Airlines, remember that. It's going to be important in a minute. From Orlando to Pensacola, when Curry became frustrated over the airline's carry-on baggage fees. Apparently, Curry wasn't aware that Spirit charges for everything. Want a cup of coffee? Two bucks. Soda? Three bucks. Beer? Wine? Eight bucks. Some Pringles, maybe some Oreos, they start at $3. If you want to fly with your pet in the cabin, get this, charges start at $110 per pet container each way. And of course, as we all know, Spirit charges you for the seat you select. This could be anywhere from $12 to $40. But when it comes to luggage, the carry-on fee varies as to when you pay for it. So, if you pay for the carry on during the booking process, it's only 35 bucks after booking, but before checking in online, which means, oh, I forgot this, it's 45 bucks. During check in, you're still safe 45 bucks. At the airport before the gate, 55 bucks. And at the gate, $65. And this is how a $50 Spirit airline ticket, or probably on most of the discount airlines, ends up costing you as much as flying with one of the majors. Back to Curry, his frustration got to the point that according to the arrest affidavit, he uttered this phrase to an airline employee. I bet you everyone on that airplane is going to be playing. There is a bomb on that aircraft. Of course, FBI, TSA, police, and canine units performed a sweep of the plane, all the luggage, and guess what? No bomb was found. But back to the affidavit, according to it, Curry claimed that the, to the detectives that he actually said what if there was a bomb in the plate. Regardless, he was promptly arrested and now faces charges of a false bomb report. And we all know the Florida travel motto, Florida, I'm on vacation, leave on probation. Time for our second Thank You Florida story. And this one starts with a question. If you check a bag, what is the quickest way to baggage claim? Stairs? Nope. Elevator? Nope. Escalator? Not that. Give up. It's falling through the drop ceiling onto the baggage claim belt. But before you go and try to figure out how a passenger pulled this off, it actually wasn't a passenger. It was a worker from the Tampa International Airport. And he made a wrong move and discovered that gravity is not just a good idea. It's the law. So let's set the stage a little bit for this next story. There are a lot of people that are freaked out or, as the CEO says, skeeved out. fingernail clippings or nail clippings of any sort, I am one of those that is not, nor do I have a fingernail fetish. But if you were skeeved out by the aforementioned while stuck on a plane, this could be debilitating. From view from the wing, we have passenger clips their nails on flight, flicks one onto the passenger beside them. There's a ticky-tock video, there's always a video of the incident, and the post has this caption, POV, and for all you old people like me, POV means point of view. POV, when the passenger next to you decides to clip their nail and one lands on you, now you have to ask yourself, is going on the no-fly list really all that bad? So the author Gary Leff asked, what would you do? And of course, the comments were filled with keyboard lawyers arguing over the legality of wrestling nail clippers away from somebody on an airplane, with some even going as far as to quote legal code. For me, I would clandestinely pick up that nail fragment and then wait till the beverage service comes, and then i drop their nail in their beverage and say, You lost this. We've talked about this before. Would you be willing to give up your seat so that a family with a child could fly together? And if I recall, my answer really depends on the situations and the factors, such as the length of the flight is the seat I'm moving to in front of where my carry-on is, so I've got to swim upstream to get my bag, and it also depends on who's asking. If it's a flight attendant asking, I'll usually comply because oftentimes this means free adult beverages, especially on Southwest. So let's go international again from Live and Let's Fly, Dateline, Salvador, Brazil. Catfight over window seat leads to massive brawl with 15 people. As I said, Dateline, Brazil, not Thank You, Florida. So here's the Cliff Notes. A mother with a special needs child boarded and wanted to sit in the window seat. A woman already sitting in the window seat denied the request. The mother, or perhaps the sister, according to one source of the special needs child, took offense at the way the request was denied and attacked the woman in the window seat. And that's when all hell broke loose as it was a family of 10 against a family of five with one woman losing her top mid-battle. There's a video. There's always a video. And in this case, there are two videos. And then suddenly there were 15 open seats because everyone involved was thrown off the plane. Live and Let Fly summed up the post with this. You are free to ask someone politely is recommended to swap seats. But if that person says no, then you really have no right to be angry. I have to say, I agree. So that last story had a woman that lost her top. How about another topless passenger story? Again, from Live and Let's Fly. And again, international. This took place on an aero flight from Stavon Pool to Moscow. And during the turbulence, despite the seatbelt light being illuminated, 49 year. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's A-N-Z-H-E-L-I-K-A-M-O-S-K-V-I-T-I-N-A. I'm just going to call her Anne's. Anne's left her seat and headed to the lavatory. There, Anne's decided that it was a good idea to fire up a cigarette. This was quickly followed by the flight attendant knocking on the door and scolding her for smoking. But believe it or not, Anne's was not in trouble yet. So instead of heading back to her seat, Anne's decided to take up the smoking ban with the pilots and tried to enter the cockpit. And in case you were wondering, you can't smoke on Russian planes or freely enter russian cockpits when the pilots didn't respond Anne's decided to strip off her top and attack the flight attendant biting one of them on the shoulder the bite drew blood and prompted treatment upon landing at the moscow airport so with the help of the business class passengers a top was placed back on An's followed by being restrained and zip ties now Ans faces criminal penalties and is awaiting deployment to the western front And I've never understood how someone can get so mad that taking off their clothes is the next best step. Like I always say, airplane or airport nudity is never good nudity. Heading back domestic, in 2009 I bought a stand-up desk, and in true Chateau Relaxo fashion, I gave my beautiful leather Lazy Boy desk chair to the CEO, and I haven't looked back, or maybe I should say I haven't sat down since So a friend of the show, Robbie Morris, says that sitting is the new smoking, and I honestly don't think I could make it through a day sitting, not standing behind a desk. This is another one that comes from View from the Wing. They posted Delta Airline passenger uses his coach seat as a standing desk. Author Gary Leff started the post with this. A Delta Airlines economy passenger was spotted in flight on a four-hour flight using his seat as a standing desk. He's resting his laptop on top of his seat back and facing backwards to work. And Gary summed it up with this is a power move. And Downbad, whose at symbol is New York douche underscore. So if you want to go on Twitter, that's at New York douche underscore, took the picture and posted it to Twitter. And Twitter didn't disappoint with comments like this If you have an Apple computer to work, I promise the work can wait wow brand new incredible insufferable guy just dropped a single word comment chad another one must be working at a startup and my favorite is he's that important but won't fly business and my take and let me preface it with this most flights i take are less than two hours coupled with I have not been on a plane in six months, but I rarely do business work on planes. I might review a presentation or check some emails, but I'm not crushing a spreadsheet or sending out meeting invites. And I'm certainly not going to stand up and place my laptop on the back of the seat and work facing the back of the plane. So, yes, I agree with Gary. This is a power move. Finishing up with this, I am the last person to dispense relationship advice, but when it comes to this next story, I'm thinking the gentleman could have handled this a bit differently. So it's live and let's fly for the hat trick, man dumps girlfriend on American Airlines flight leading to meltdown and removal. So this actually took place pre-COVID, which really doesn't mean or change anything. And there's a video and what do we say all together now? There's always a video. But if you've ever watched or listened to Ron White, he has a bit about flying on a plane that suddenly needs to make an emergency landing due to loss of oil pressure. And Ron delivers the line, the guy sitting next to me is losing his mind. Well, that's exactly what this young lady does in the video. She is on all fours in the aisle, dropping the F-bombs while she's simultaneously screaming and crying, a true multitasker. And after watching this, Here's my advice. If you want to break up in public, do it in the Chili's, do it in an Applebee's, because there are multiple exits. And three years later, I'm wondering if she's still crying. Well, there you have it. Episode 185, the February Crazy Travel Roundup. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com travel stories. Visit Substack, travelstories.substack.com leave me a message at Anchor. Shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.